As a leader of a team, it's also your responsibility to elevate the rest of the guys. You have to get them emotionally to want to do better. You want you have to get them to an emotional space where they wake up every morning driven to be the best version of themselves. And practice for me was a chance to, to drive them, to challenge them. And this is where you have to know your teammates. Because if it's late, you just had a back-to-back, -back, and we had practice the next day, and you show up, guys don't feel like going through the motions, don't feel like practicing. It's important to know each and every one of them individually, personally. Because then you know what nerve to touch. And if practice is more intense and harder than a game seven will be, then a game seven will be easy. If it's not, then that's when teams start folding and competing. I think the best way to prove your value is to work, is to learn, is to absorb, to be a sponge. But you always want to outwork your potential. As hard as you believe you can work, you can work harder than that. And that's what I try to do when I first came in the league. But you know, basketball is such a direct competition sport. That competitive nature, the work ethic, and curiosity. Because I asked a lot of questions. I always sit down and just ask questions about certain games that I studied growing up. What actually happened there? What did you feel there? Why? I always dreamed as a kid that you know it was possible to score 80 or 90 or 100. I always just like. I had a dream. Sometimes you lay down in bed and visualize things. I'd imagine playing for the Lakers, and I'd imagine what the uniforms look like. I'd imagine we were playing, the smell of the arena, and all such stuff. And I would see myself, you know, getting hot. So you just keep dreaming and dreaming and dreaming. And before I go to sleep, I'm like at 120 points, you know. <laughs> and so, and so when you grow up, downloading that into your brain over and over and over, and then you know that summer, I made a thousand shots a day. A thousand. And they weren't just shots. It were shots that you saw in that game. There were specific shots. It was coming out of the corner, going to the pinch post, footwork in the post, coming off the screen. It was very specific. So when you download that into your system, you go out in court and you're just executing things that you've done thousands of times before, and you have that dream, then that becomes possible. Rudy was one of my favorite films growing up. After watching that film, I come to understand if I could work that hard every day, being blessed with the physical tools that I have, what would my career be? And I made a promise to myself from that day that I was going to work that hard every single day so that when I do retire, I have no regrets. And that was the most important thing for me is to leave no stone unturned, get better every single day. If I live that way, then over time, you know, I'd have something that was beautiful. And that was my philosophy. It seems like a pretty simple one, but you know, if you live your life to just get better every single day, you do that for 20 years, I and mean, what do you have? You know, basketball for me was the most important thing. So everything I saw, whether it was TV shows, whether it was books I read, people I talked to, Everything was done to try to learn how to become a better basketball player. Everything, everything. And so when you have that point of view, then literally the world becomes your library to help you to become better at your craft. At 13 years old, you know, I played the longer game because my game wasn't about being better than you at 13. It was to be better than you when the chips are really on, on the line. So when we played at 13, I would size you up and see what your strengths and weaknesses are. 
how do you approach the game? Are you silly about it? Are you goofy about it? Are you good at it just because you're bigger and stronger than everybody else? Right? Or is there actually thought and skill that you put into it? Right? And when I'd play, I'd play to my weaknesses. Because when you're playing summer basketball, there's so many games. So there's not a lot of skill work being done. So when are you going to get better? Right? When you're playing in competition situations, you're only playing to your strengths. Why? Because you want to win. Right? So what I would do, I was work on the things during those games that I was weak at. Left hand, post game, pull up jump shot. Right? So I have a strategy. And so then fast forward to when I'm 17 and my game is completely well-rounded and that player at 13 that I saw at 13 is still doing the same shit at 17. Now you got a problem. I see a lot of players take vacations with other players that are close friends. It's just to take vacations or just hang out, just to hang out. I never did that. Why, why not though? Why, why, why didn't you do that? What, well, because when I retire, I didn't want to have to say, I wish I would have done more. I don't want that. What were some of the factors you looked at on how to improve your game season after season? The game itself was it's a complicated answer. So there, there are very tactical things in terms of footwork and geometry of the court. So you're looking at the court and looking at the 45 degree angles that the court is, is shaped in and how it needs to operate. That's one component to it. So looking at spots on the floor where you can increase your efficiency. Right? You can be on the wing, but there's a certain spot on the wing that improves your angle to drive to the basket, right? So that sort of stuff. Footwork of the opposition, looking at the emotion of the opposition, their tendencies, their weaknesses, and all that stuff. Understanding the momentum of the game, how to create momentum shifts, where momentum shifts come from, all this sort of stuff. And then studying outside of that, right? Looking at different industries, looking at conductors, looking at writers, looking at actors and how they get into character and then how do they keep themselves in that mental space. So uh, looking at different, different industries, looking at nature itself, mm. and learning from that and how you can incorporate that into the game. It, I, I, man, it's, it's a lot of studying. What is the conversation like with your wife and kids to say, listen, this is what I'm doing. How did that conversation go? Well, with the kids, it's different. So like the communication with, the, with our children is that you know, Pops is working hard. This is the level of attention to detail you need to have in everything you do. So it's, it's setting the example. Same thing with my wife. My wife's a stay-at-home wife. It's the hardest job, man. Right? So she works really hard at that. I mean, it's... You know, and so her attention to detail with that as well are examples for our children. And then for my wife, it's, you know, she's as competitive as I am. So she's like, listen, man, if you're going to be out here training eight hours a day, if you're going to spend nine months out of the year away from your family, you better win the championship. Um, but it's a balancing act. And that's the thing that's important is understanding that we have to have so much energy. Because for like Natalia and Gianna when they were babies, especially Natalia, because they're doing prime years. And I go to practice and I'd, I'd train and you know, I'd play the game and you know, I'd come home and I'd be sore and I'd be tired. And she wants to go swimming. She wants me to take her to the park. She wants to just jump on my back or whatever the case may be. You can't say, I'm too tired, I'm going to lay down. Mm. That's not fair. She don't know what the hell's going on, right? And if this was a game, you'd suck it up and play. I play games with the flu. I play games with 102 degree fever, man. Powerful. You can't do that. That is can't. so powerful. Right? You gotta be on, man. Sometimes I'd, I'd fly back. Like I'd play a game 
to not miss my daughter's birthday, I'd fly back, be there for her birthday, and then fly back with the team, just to make sure I don't miss anything. You gotta lead by example. Parents, you gotta lead by example. If you want your kids to do whatever it is they want to accomplish in life, you have to show them. You can't. You gotta show them. And that's what I tried to do. Competitiveness inside was like, no, I'm gonna do something in the next 20 years that is better than these last 20. What I have to do now is make sure that the people that we bring in, these obsessives that we bring in, are challenging themselves to do the best job that they think they can do. That's what I'm there for, is for them to constantly look in the mirror and self-assess and challenge themselves. If we have a project and you're saying, okay, I can do that, that's not the project we want. The projects that say, I don't know if I can animate that. I don't know how to write that story. I don't know how to do that. Those are the things we want because through that curiosity, you'll reach a level that you didn't think was possible. What is your recruiting approach? So if you're sitting down with me, I'm somebody you really want, you really want me on the team. What's your approach to recruit me? You want first place, come play with me. You want second place, go somewhere else. Mama mentality simply means trying to be the best version of yourself. That's what the mentality means. It means every day you're trying to become better. And it's a constant quest. It's an infinite quest. So starting at the age of two, when I first started playing the game and on and on and on, I always asked questions. I always tried to get better every single day. At two, I could dribble a basketball. I could shoot a basketball on a nerf hoop at the house. And I would go to practice with my father. I would observe my father. I'd sit and watch games with him. I just constantly looked for things to learn from. I'm very observant. I think the greatest fear you face is yourself because you know, we all have dreams and it's very scary sometimes to accept the dream that you have. And it's scarier still to say, okay, I want that. It's scary because you're afraid that if you put your heart and soul into it and you fail, then how are you gonna feel about yourself, right? So being fearless means putting yourself out there and going for it, no matter what, go for it. Not for anybody else, but for yourself. My goal has changed drastically as I got older. It's like as a kid, I said, I wanna be the best ever. Right? And now you go through your life and everything you do is trying to be the best ever, be the best ever, be the best ever. And as you get older, you start understanding that those things are very superficial things. Right? And everybody has a different opinion about it. No matter what you do, I can win 20 championships. There's always an opinion on who's the best. Everybody has different opinions. And so I started really kind of understanding, maybe that's not the important thing. Maybe the important thing is to, how do we as a team grow? How do I help my teammates be better? So that was the first change for me. And then as I got older still, it became more about how are you inspiring others right, to find themselves. That is the ultimate championship. So won five championships, that's great. Another team won a championship this year. Team's gonna win a championship next year. Those things come and they go. But what stays is how do you use your passion and use that to inspire somebody else to create their passion? And then how can they pass that on to the next person? That is true success. Dreams, it should be pure. And I think a lot of times when we're born into this world, we actually wind up going backwards. And it seems like the more we mature, the more responsible our dreams become, and the more governors we put on ourselves and our ability to dream. So it's not a matter of pushing beyond the limitations or expectations. It's really a matter of protecting your dreams, protecting your imagination. That's really the key. 
do that, then the world just seems limitless. If you're new to the Impact Secret Podcast show, welcome to the family, to my existing family. Big up, as always. Thank you for joining. On this podcast show, we shift the mindset through inspiration, motivation with a standing foundation of self-discipline. I am your respectful host, E.D. For all you smart and intelligent folks out there, listen, that just simply means it. You know the model, the slogan, what we live and what we run our life by. Bet on yourself. You won't win unless you get in the game and play. A quote that it resonates with us here at the show is, you never know how strong you are until being strong is the only choice you have. Bob Marley. Another passion or another thing that really gets me excited and moving is this other quote. It says, living means doing what you love to do, even if you have to fall to get back up. Mm. We got a hot one for you today, family. I know I gave you a clip that was pretty long, but he's one of my favorite basketball players to ever do it next to Jordan. As you know, the three Jordan, uh, Kobe, LeBron. But anyway. Let's get into what we always do here, but I do have to ask if you're listening on your favorite podcast platform, give us a five or 10 stars or whatever stars that they got there. Leave a comment. Let us know that you appreciate it. Now, if you leave a negative comment, um, I don't know what to tell you because this is motivation. This is self-discipline. This is an inspiration. So I don't know what to tell you there. But if you're listening on YouTube, I ask that you share this. Matter of fact, there's a something there. It looks like a thumb. You can hit that like button. It's like, I guess it, it says it does something with the algorithm. I don't know. But we will jump into today's show. As you know, one question, two thought-provoking statements. First question, do you really want to be great or... Are you playing? Do you really want to be great or are you playing? First thought provoking statement is outworking your potential, outworking your potential. And the third and final thought provoking statement is curiosity, asking questions. Again, curiosity, asking questions. Today's episode is entitled Getting Better Every day, Kobe Bryant's insane work ethic. Again, getting better every day, Kobe Bryant's insane work ethic. Family, I'm glad that you're here to rock with me today. I know I say this every time I get started. Uh, I'm not going to keep you long, but I'm going to keep it strong and concise. However, if I do get a little excited and go longer than what I think or what I was going to go... Don't blame, don't blame me, family. Just blame the inspiration, the motivation, the self-discipline, the, the work ethic to put this together every day. Blame that. <laughs> but anyway, I digress. I was, um, I was having a conversation with uh, a family member. 
And he said something that 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 really made me think. It made me step back and think in it. And and he said he said um because we were just talking about business and what we were you know working on and things like that. And he said um he said what time do you normally start your day? And I said well uh, up until you know recently I was normally getting up at two a.m. He was like two a.m. What what are you doing at two a.m. And I had to step back and I thought about it. I said well. And then I, I, because I have a, I have a routine, I was just able to unpack it and, and give it to him. And the reason why, I, and I asked myself, so what made you ask me, why do I get up at two? Like, uh, you know, some people get up three, four, five, six or whatever. Uh, he said, because he was searching for a, you know, for a better way to go about doing the things he loved to do or working on his dream. At, and, and and still working a full-time job and I said yeah that's well I mean you really summed up kind of the reason why I get up that early some 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 weeks I am amazing Monday through Friday I knock it out the park and then there's some days that I literally just don't want to get out the bed and I turn off my alarm but when I am consistent the effects I see that happens to my life is amazing because I am, it's, it's not about the time family. See, a lot of times we get caught up when you, when you're wanting to be more than what you were yesterday, or let me rephrase that when you want to get 1% better than you were yesterday. And you say, well, I'm going to get up earlier to do that. See, that model may not fit for you of getting up at two, three, four, five, six o'clock in the morning, because it just may not fit. I don't know. I, I can't explain it or express it. I know that whole cliche or well, I'm not a morning person or I'm not a uh, or I'm not a night person. I I've dispelled all of that because if you were able to talk to some of my childhood friends or especially my friend's mother, they but she matter of fact, she bought me a a bumper sticker <laughs> that said I do not do mornings because as she would know, they would, you know, we, I had went on vacation with them and, you know, they would get up early and, and go have breakfast and do all these things. And I'm like, yeah, I'll see you guys about lunchtime or, um, you know, because I'm not getting up early for, for, for breakfast. Like I just didn't understand the value of it. But now what I understand is, is, is me getting up early. It gives me time to get ahead of my competition. Getting up early gives me time to do the things that I want to do without any distractions. And it doesn't mean that if I stayed up late that I couldn't achieve the same things. But I've noticed when I start experimenting with this 2 a.m. is and also again, I'm I'm just keeping it all the way funky is is because I needed to see and what I can do to get better. Like I, I'm, I'm truly someone that is obsessed when I lock in, it's a wrap. But the thing about it is, is maintaining that consistency. See, everyone gets started. Everyone says that, you know, we talked about this in yesterday's episode, which was an amazing episode. I hope you go check it out about complaining. And we complain about we, we you know, I was telling you the book that I'm reading with by Jack Catfield. And it was I mean, it hit home so well when when he described it again of saying we only complain about things that we know 
we should either be doing better in or that are better options out there. What if you took the time to really just sit down with yourself and said, self, how do I become better at whatever that thing is? How do I work on outworking my particular uh, potential? So I like this quote by uh, Michael Phelps. He said, the greats do things when they don't always want to do it. I mean, want to. And that is the separation. See, there's been plenty of times that I don't want to like right now. I didn't want to get up. But I understood that. I had to get up because of the uh, commitment that I made in which I said, you know, as I, you know, I haven't been putting out uh, content and things like that. So, you know, what a lot of people do is sort of like when you you've made a decision that you're going to start working out and you haven't worked out in a month or more and you say, you know what? All right, let me go get my gym clothes and do all of this. And I'm going to do I'm going to I'm going to go in there and knock out about two hours of working out. And you probably do about 15, 30 minutes and then you never return again. Why is that? You know, I used to ask that question like, why, why, the, what was the point of you even getting started if you, you knew you weren't going to even complete or continue to keep going? And what I've learned along the way, family, and that's why I love that Kobe touched on it because that that helped me so much, family. I hope this helps you. I hope I hope this frees you. Is that, as Nipsey said, this is a marathon, family. This is not a sprint. This is a cross country run. And what I, I I have been tend, what I've had a tendency to do is just like I described about the the person saying, "Hey, I'm going to work out," and they go in there, and maybe they go in there and knock out two full hours or an hour, but they can't stay consistent with it because of the fact of they're exhausted. <laughs> they're not building up that physical and mental aptitude or fortitude to be in a position so they can keep it going and. And I and and I had to prove this point to a I, I wanted to check this out to see if I was on the right path. And again, you know, as I told you, when I took the time off, I didn't make I wasn't making any content. I really wasn't working out. I wanted to experience just waking up and just I just I was just curious to see what it was like again of just waking up and wake, you know, waking up maybe an hour or two before work and and you know, um, just really just being lazy if I'm just going to keep it all the way a buck. And I wasn't lazy on the point of not doing completely anything because I was, uh, I had attended a couple workshops. Like I went to the, uh, photo hacking live. Of course it was all virtual, but attended that, uh, attended a couple other, um, training. So I was doing training, but I really wasn't producing anything. And so what I realized, family, is, is, is that in life, you're going to have those momentum shifts. Oh, I like that. You see, what a momentum shift is, is that, um, and Andy, he described this extremely well. He said he, he doesn't like to go two days or more without 
doing something within and I, within his routine or something that is, is is pushing him closer to his goal. And what I realized is is when I'm getting back in the swing of things again and 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 pushing myself to do more than I was, I understand again, like I said, this is a marathon. This is a cross country run. And if you continue to do if you try to stack on everything possible because you want it now you'll never you'll you'll always keep starting and stopping and i'm not telling you what i think family i'm i'm truly telling you what i know because i told you before when i wanted to do youtube i would start stop start stop and it took me three years (laughs) to get to the point of where i'm at and i probably could have been there faster if i would have just said you know what I'm going to put out content like the next step for me, family, that's something that I I've been dreading of doing. uh, But one of my uh, virtual mentors, as I'll call him, uh, said, you know what? You need to be putting out content every day. Uh Huh? Yeah. Every day. Not not on Monday, Wednesday and Friday. Every day. So. I have to sit down and see what that looks like because I never wanted to pre-record shows like, you know, like bulk shows and things like that. To, to But what I'm realizing in order to get or I should say spark the interest or inspire someone, because at first when I got on this mic, it was just because I I mean, I really, truly enjoy personal development. I really, truly enjoy working on myself and and, and getting better. I'm far from perfect. I've made some crazy uh, mistakes or decisions, but I think we all have done that. But how do you course correct that? You know, you're not going to make everybody happy. You know, you, there's certain relationships that, that you probably are in, or you were in that you were like, how in the Sam Hill did I get into that one? But the purpose is, family, is asking those questions, creating that curiosity to make a decision to say, I'm going to do this. Like, for me, I know that I'm not excited looking for putting out content every day because I understand the challenge of just even trying to do it five days a week or three days a week. But I want to be the best because the only way that if I'm the best and the greatest I can I can spark that interest in other people. I can inspire someone who thought about doing a podcast or who thought about doing um, something on personal development or motivation or or anything. I don't care what it is because I'm also creating two other channels or who are afraid of the camera because they don't want you know they they're they're, they're curious of what or not curious. They're afraid of what their family is going to say. Family, we have to get to a point where we stop allowing outside forces to interrupt the dreams and visions that we've been given and blessed with. You have to be willing to push forward, even though you may have people pulling you back. And the only way to break that resistance is to keep moving forward. Mm, I think I just said something. I said the only way family is to break the resistance of people trying to pull you back is to keep moving forward. If you know anything about a rubber brand, the further you keep pulling it and pulling it, eventually it will snap. And for me, when, when I go into what I call that snap mode or what we have illustrated here is obsession. It's over with. 
and and I get nervous because when I say that I am driven, I'm driven above above driven. I mean, I am so locked in and it's it's taking time after time to to get here. It's 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 is what I talk about at the beginning of the show in which I say if living means doing what you love to do, even if you have to fall to get back up. I fell many times, family. Fell down, scraped my knee, fell down, bumped my elbow. But I had to keep getting back up, even at times when I didn't want to get back up. And you have to take that same approach. If you're listening to this, I don't know if you're on your way to work, if you're cleaning a house, I don't know what you're doing right now. But you took the opportunity, you you took the time to invest in me, and I'm 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 doing my very, very best to pour into you to let you know, pick up those dreams that you laid down. Put some work ethic behind that. And you know we've unpacked work work ethic before, but if you're a first-time listener, maybe you haven't had a chance to go back and listen to the other episodes. So I'll do a quick rundown for you on the on, on work ethic. Work ethic is basically this. You doing what you said you wanted to do, even though you don't know how to do it. Huh? What is that? What does that mean? Wait, 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 what does that mean? Okay, family, let me say it a different way. Work ethic is the ability to say, I am willing to pay the price for the thing that I want. Because work ethic, you can work all day, but you could be working on the wrong thing. See, I always go back to investment and cost. There's a investment required when you want your dream because you have people telling you it's not possible. Your circumstances doesn't doesn't even show you that it's possible. And you don't have the support, maybe from friends, family, or your partner. It doesn't it, it, it's so many it's so many reasons for you not to go forward that it takes you to stand on a foundation of, of, of discipline on a foundation of making sure that you do the best for you. A lot of things that I, um, I, Oh yeah, I heard this by Patrick, uh, bet David. So if you don't, don't know, I'm on a, on a reading <laughs> on a reading binge right now. And currently, you already know about the Jack Canfield book. I'm reading that. I'm also listening to an auto book, audio book on, um, uh, it's, 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 I don't want to say, it's, I don't know if it's an auto or a biographical of uh, Nipsey Hussle. Uh, that's the audio I'm listening to. And I am reading uh, Expert Secrets uh, by Russell Brunson. Now you're asking me, okay, what are you doing? Well, Pat, Patrick Bet Bet David had said something. And then I just recently read when I was reading Expert Secrets, again, it lined up with what he was saying. Uh, He basically said people were, you know, asking, saying that, you know, he got to where he got to because of I don't know if it was because his race or whatever it was. But uh, Patrick Bet David was saying that is far from the truth. He said, man, I put in a work. And I mean, he said, I really put in the work. He said, when there was a topic, he said, I focused on the the various topics within his industry and what he wanted to learn. And uh, because of the industries in, he's in sales and, and, you know, negotiating all those things. So he bought 20 books, the top 20, 25 books around that particular topic. And it got me thinking, I'm like, that's genius. 
Because you know why that's genius to me? Because a lot of people won't put in that, that required work to read those books. And if they do, they'll probably only read them once. And then forget the information. So I said, this time I'm going to make my reading more intentional. Plus, I remember what Michelle Obama talked about when she said what made Obama a great speaker. I don't care if you agree with the politics or 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 whatever. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the man himself as far as where he came from and how he got there. But she said that one of his one of his key attributes was his ability to read a lot. Like he read, he was a avid reader. And so I thought to myself, well, if I keep hearing that everything keeps coming back to a book or keeps coming back to some type of material, why am I, why am I sitting, you know, why am I sitting on the sideline? If I want to be a great speaker, if I want to be a great marketer, if I want to be a great businessman, if I, if I want these things, I need to make the investment that other people have made before me who've already blazed the trail. They've given me somewhat type of the formula because, see, they don't tell you, well, yeah, read the book. OK, but after I read the book, am I supposed to be taking notes on the book? Like it, it, it doesn't it doesn't give you instructions, which is which is great because now you create your own. And so I'm going to unpack what I do. So family, what I do is when I'm reading a book. Uh, so with the the Jack Canfield book. I'm more in, it's more of a study type uh, environment for me. What I mean by that is, is that I'm taking a lot of notes on it on the first pass. And then on the second pass, I'm just going to read it. And then, um, then on the third and fourth, fourth, fifth path, it's just going to be all I'm going to read it now with expert secrets. The first pass is going to just be me reading it. It's, it's hard because I want to highlight it and everything like that, but I'm going to read it through entirely then I'm going to come back again and then I'm going to actually study and when I say study I start unpacking the things that 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 has arrested my attention or things that I need to do more research or homework or things that I want to take and model but yet customize to fit what I'm what I'm speaking about one other thing family I want to make sure that you are aware of when you are in this category of, of being obsessive or, or obsessiveness, you have to understand not everybody is going to understand what you're doing and why you're doing it. And they're not going to understand because it wasn't given to them. So if you've made up your mind that you're really going to go chase that dream of opening an online store and you're trying to go talk to people that never un open up an online store I'll wait. Maybe you know something I don't. But I don't blame you because I did that. I, I You know, you get so excited about your dream. You get so excited about your vision. And you're like, oh, man, I'm about to put in that work. And you go and talk to people about what you're going to do. And they're like, oh, OK, that's cool. That's why one of the things, family, the reason why I am starting back up of, you know, getting these shows out. Is because I want to create a safe environment for people like us, people like us that that are obsessed with being more than what we were, even if it's one percent. 
I want to I want to create something for people that can come and talk about some of the visions and dreams that they have, but been squashed because of what people are telling them that their priorities are your priority are you need to do this. You need to do this. You need to do this. And they're not even doing it. So, family, that is one of the reasons why I'm putting out content and, you know, over these next uh, two or three or four days, I got to figure out how to put out even more content, drive more and push myself even more. So I'll be working on that. I really, truly hope today you enjoyed today's show because it, it I really want you to understand family. And, and I'm, I'm believing it more and more each day as I continue to put forth the necessary steps. You can be, you can have, and do what you want to do in life. But you have to be willing to make the sacrifices. You have to be willing to put in the necessary work. And with that being said, sky's the limit. But ED, what if I fall and when I get there and it's not what I'm, I'm supposed that that's not really what I want. Course correct. Well, ED, what happens if 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 I get there and and and, and I'm I'm really killing it, I'm successful and I'm doing it, and um, I realize I'm unhappy. Course correct. See, a lot of times in life, family, we make things more difficult than they have to be. And we do it because of the expectations we've had to what we wanted out of life. And so when we get to the thing that we thought we wanted and when we see it, we're like, oh, this is this is not it. This is not how I envisioned it. But see, what you fail to realize is, is that. I don't know a lot of entrepreneurs. I don't know a lot of people that I study that are great. That've got there in a straight path. And if they have, if, if, if there is someone out there that's done that, I, I salute them. But it's easier. It's going to be easier for them to quit versus somebody that's been through something. I want somebody that that's been through something. I don't really like dealing with people that haven't been through something. I know that doesn't sound cool and everything, but I really, truly don't. Because when it gets hard, it's easier for them to quit versus somebody that's been through something. Like they got something to lose. It's different. So I'll close with that family because I'm, I'm, I'm feeling great. I'm that time, I guess, off really just provoked it. Some provoked something in me to really go hard. So family, I hope you enjoyed today's content. I hope it's something that really inspires and, and, and makes you, uh, I hope Kobe inspired you today. I hope I inspired you, but more that with that message that he talked about of his work ethic, his curiosity and outworking what you think your potential is, is important. Until next time, this is your boy ED. Peace.